so we're, we're live now? Oh, we're live now. Welcome to the 69th episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast with your hosts, Nap from Nap's Naughty Works LLC, Josh from North Country Woodworking, and myself, Nick, from NPG Creations. And now, this episode is a very special episode. I just want everybody to know I've been waiting 68 episodes to announce that this is number 69. With that being said, let's have a word about our sponsors. All right. First off, we want to thank PWNCNC for their continued support and for making this episode possible. PWNCNC has the most amazingest aftermarket CNC add-on products. So check them out at pwncnc.com. Use promo code Sawdust Nation for 10% off your order. And next up, Total Boat, thank you guys for being awesome. We use your epoxy products all the time. And if you need a 10% off promo code for some Total Boat epoxy, just slide into the old DMs from the Sawdust Nation IG and we'll hook you up. And very last but not least, JTEC Photonics, you are, have the real Photonics. We love you. Got that gin and Photonics. Um, check them out, jtechphotonics.com, if you're looking for that diode laser experience. And that will be it, except, uh, you know what? I did forget some people. I always do this. The first and foremost, I want to thank our patrons, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But thank you so much for your continued support, patrons. You guys make a lot of stuff possible that you don't even realize. So... Let's talk about what's going on in our shops now. Um, who wants to go first, oh, Nap or me. Josh? I guess jo- Josh is always last. Nap? You know. Oh, uh, J- Josh. Josh wants Nap to go first. So <clears throat> Nap, you can go ahead and go first and tell man, us. Man, I'll tell you what. Shop. It's been a week, even though it didn't seem like it's been that long. It seems like time is flying by, and I don't have enough time to complete things. Uh, but hey. It is what it is. Got a lot going on. So I got that hat case, walnut hat case, to be more specific. Uh, it's the first one I've made out of walnut. Uh, obviously, a little more on the pricier side, so I'm being as careful as possible not to screw this one up uh, because we all do make mistakes. And when we make those costly mistakes, it honestly irritates us quite a, a bit. As Nick mentioned last episode, you know, when you mess something up, it can cost you a couple hundred dollars. And I'd rather not that happen uh, with, my, with my hat case. Uh, so I got that going on. Um, I've got two flags that I'm finishing up, two card flag, nothing super crazy, pretty easy. The blue stripe, uh, uh, flags for some security forces members over at Seymour Johnson, uh, air force base in North Carolina. I have one of my old bosses here in town for uh, a TDY for training. And he asked me to make him two flags so he can take with them on the way home. <clears throat> so he's going to pick those up probably tomorrow evening. And then, uh, I finished, um, the 10 plaques and I'm going from 15 to 10 plaques uh, for the awards. Uh, and of course, you know, they messed up with something and um, they need me to make another plate. Uh, so of course, this being one of my top customers, they're like, Hey, listen, we'll pay for that, uh, that mess up and we'll pay for the new plate. But I was like, you know what? Listen, I'm not X, Y, and Z company. So I'm just going to take the $2 and 50 cent hit on this metal plate and take two and a half minutes out of my time to reprint you one and give it to you uh, just because they're very loyal customers and I want them to keep coming back to me. Uh, let's see. I'm looking around, looking around. Obviously, I've got a mess in my 
in my uh, office here for the patrons. They probably see things everywhere right about now. Uh, I did help a new maker make a couple things. Um, you know, normally people would charge for their time, but because he's actually very appreciative and does uh, favors for me and not those kind of favors, even if this is episode 69. But uh, he's uh, picked things up for me when I've needed it. Uh, anytime I need go-go juice, and for those of you out there, energy drinks, I've, he's picked me up a couple of those, but he's been pretty helpful in the ways that he can be. But so I got, got that. I'm trying to think of any other projects going on. No, not really. I mean, I got hat presses and stuff, nothing crazy there. But I will say All something right. did arrive, and it is my Mercaderos 650. I got it th- I got it today, so it was one of those funny moments. I was like, um, what arrived at my door? And I totally forgot. I don't know how I forgot that I ordered a Mercasander, but it was a fairly large box, and two boxes really. And I contacted the wife who's not here. She's in Arizona right now. Miss my wife and kid. Um, and I was like, did you order something from Amazon? And she goes, no. I was like, well, I didn't order nothing. I get there. Side of the box says Merca. And I was like, oh, I got my sander. Hell yeah. So naturally, I opened it up and went to the shop, which there will be a video posted later on uh, on my IG uh, of me using it, not so much opening it, because there's a lot of unveiling videos out there. I'd rather just show uh, me using it. But I did use it for the first time. And uh, for lack of better words, it is the best thing since sliced bread. I love that thing. Literally no dust, like a cloud I'm sanding with. I didn't want to stop sanding. I asked, I told Nick, I called him, I was like, Nick, I don't want to stop sanding. And he said, I know, right? It's amazing. So we're going to touch sanders later and uh, talk about it more. And maybe send some disc pics. But other than that, that that's really it. Yeah, that's all I got going on in the shop, guys. Like, there's really nothing crazy right now. Crazy. Okay. Okay. So I don't have much going on in the shop. Um, still been kind of out of it with this cold I've been having. But uh, I did do a cherry Viking-inspired box. That was for an axe that someone ordered. And uh, it was custom made to uh, basically their liking and inscribed in the cover. And then uh, the axe had its little place in the box with uh, some foam and some cloth in there. And uh, I did a nick and basically did inside dimensions. But I was very grateful that I didn't glue it up before I test fit everything. And uh, I just had to remake the sides, make it a little bit wider. And then, uh, so I only had to waste about a little bit of board on that. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, it all made sense in my head, but, you know, of all the cough medicine, all that nonsense, my uh, I wasn't thinking too straight. But uh, it was easy to... Were you taking that NyQuil, that nighttime, sneezy, inside-dimensional yeah. cough? Yep, absolutely. Multi-dimensional. <laughs> Gets me through every dimension. Um, but uh, essentially, long story short there, it turned out great. Um, it took like eight hours to engrave all the stuff on the box. Every side had a uh, engraving on it. And uh, yeah, it took about average an hour and a half for um, the two sides, about two hours for the longer sides and the top alone had a engraving on both sides of it. And that took about maybe four hours. So it, it was, it was, it was a day of engraving with the Glowforge. It was probably the longest time I had that running. And uh, it, it worked fine. There was no issues whatsoever, which is uh, always a good sign. 
Um, additional projects. Um, still working on the wine cabinet. Haven't been able to get out there and really work on it. Um, the shop is a complete disaster. Every time I go out there, I think I'm going to trip over something. So I, it's going to be like a fi- uh, Final Destination uh, movie. But uh, I have to get out there and clean that up and get that cabinet done. I did do a project for a uh, family member. I did a engraving of my mom on uh, mom. a piece of wood. Through- Sorry. Yeah, my mom. It's uh, her birthday coming up, and he want- he found a picture that he really liked, and I did a engraving of her. I had to do quite a few tries on it to try to get it uh, looking good because engraving photographs are very difficult, especially when they have high contrast already in them before you uh, go and, you know, Photoshop them. So it took me quite a few tries, but basically what I ended up doing is I went to Lightburn and I, in Lightburn, you can adjust the settings in there. And actually there's a lot of different settings that you can operate in there, almost like Photoshop. And I went to the grayscale and basically messed around and uh finally got a setting that worked great and then you can export it as svg and when you export it as svg it burns so much better than image at least for the glowforge side of the business now if you have a glowforge that's the way i found to do it there's also ways of photoshop you can do it um i have the article that i used in the settings you can go ahead and dm me and i can help you out with that but it's an it's amazing capability to have and um I was glad that he approached me about that and I was able to knock that out for him. So I'll be shipping that out. I'm hoping I feel good enough to get out on the shop tomorrow afternoon and finish up the mallets and ship out like four of those and get those to you guys as well. I've been, I have two more army mallets or army hammers, I should say. Uh, I'll be completing here. Um, I got contacted today by two different individuals that would like uh, to purchase those, got their information and there's been some turnaround in that unit and, you know, I keep getting the same questions, you know, how it's the process, what do you need for information and some other issues that have occurred. So I actually threw it on Etsy and now they can go on Etsy. They can order it. All the information is there that I need. They have to fill out and uh, you know, they don't, I don't have to worry about payment. They don't worry, have to worry about contacting me on the phone, email or any other way. It's very straightforward. Um, they've already talked to me about when I do PCS from the space, how uh, we're going to go about ordering and all that. So I figured this is just a step in that direction. And that way we can continue that that relationship and keep those melts or hammers coming their way. Do you have a cut list for that? <laughs> um, actually, I do. You should sell yeah, that on Etsy Maybe I will too. eventually. But uh, it's not that complicated. Anyone that's done a melt. Just shoot it. Just shoot yeah, it over to same. me for. Okay, pro- awesome. Pro- as soon as you send me a proofread of those tabs, we can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I've already anyway. got it. I-, I found it on Etsy. All right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's right. It is on Etsy. It's copy and paste, right? I've been using Etsy more um, on my page, uh, North Country WW is the shop name, and I've been posting more and more on there of the projects I'm doing, and I'm trying to set it up for the customers that repeat orders that can just go on there and they can be like, oh, I want this again, and just give me information that way. I'm finding um, Instagram, Facebook, getting kind of annoying when um, people ordering through them because it's getting hard to tell where they're coming from sometimes. Um, There's some that go into like requests and I don't check that very often because usually it's some spam. I have, you know, ghosted some people accidentally because of that. Like they got a hold of me, but I never got a hold of them. And I want to make sure that, you know, 
it's easy for everybody. And I'm finding Etsy might be the best platform. Do you have Do you have a uh, North Country Woodworking I Facebook do. page, or is it it's just uh, a regular? Do you use that, or is that, or do you use? I use just, uh, just the North Country uh, Woodworking page for the Facebook side. But do you, there's a there's a thing that yep. links them together. Yep, it's called that's Business what I have. Suite. That's what I use. I've I don't think I've ever. I think it always notifies me, even if somebody comes into the spam or whatever. It usually notifies me, but let's put it this way. If I see a female face, I don't even, if it says request, I usually don't even bother reading it because usually it's some kind of spam message. But usually the majority of the spam I get are like, hey, I have a, you know, I have a video to show photo you. For you. Yeah. And I don't want to even bother with that. So I don't even click on it. Um, let me go. <laughs> You don't? I always click on those. <laughs> I know you do. That's why your computer broke. Your computer can, Just in case. Your computer literally jumped out of your hands to end itself because you clicked on so much. Um, it was on its last legs. But uh, long story short, I haven't been doing much woodworking, but uh, I've been doing a lot of laser graving and uh, just knocking out orders when I have to. I'm hoping to get back in the shop full time here in the coming week. A lot of things upcoming. Etsy's one of them. I'm trying to make that more of a... Uh, business front than what it has been but that ends my tale of my shop let's throw it over to uh nick well i just want to let you guys know that i'm getting messages like i'm i went international with my business so boozra Bayuk doll just messaged me asking if i wanted to grow my instagram account and he could offer me uh twenty thousand followers for 150 dollars. just just giving you a heads up sounds legit uh, let me know how that goes. And then, oh, and then Gamila Lara wants to has the same deal. So I, I guess they're competitors. I don't know. They're fighting over me here. All right. So what's going on in my shop? That's a great question. For a minute there after the last podcast, I was up Crap Creek without a paddle. Anyway. Uh, All the two different so versions. One, nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the one, on one hand, I was like, I got to buy a new laptop now, blah, blah, blah. I'm not looking forward to it. And But it was easily fixable with a new computer or a different computer. On the other hand, all my settings, all the files and everything like that were on the computer that I just destroyed. So huh, I, good news is I got the files off of the computer. It powered up for like 10 minutes <laughs> because I plugged it in and... I guess the sun and the moon and the stars all aligned in one linear like fashion, and I pulled everything off of it except my light burn settings for my laser, and that was what came and bit me in the rear end. But uh, I have to hand it to uh, Victor from Wim Designs. Holy cow, uh, Victor! He's he's one of our patrons, but immediately after uh, the last podcast ended. He shot me a message asking me about like what kind of computer I was looking for and, and all that stuff. And he actually overnighted me a PC so I could continue working. I I don't know what to say like other than like thank you so much. I have no, I have like I'm at a loss for words. It's such a huge huge thing for somebody to do for me. Um, so Victor, thank you so much. Uh, NPG Creations and uh, the podcast is grateful. Shoot, we had a like we had like a thirty minute conversation about it because I don't I've never seen anybody be so like nice giving or get yeah or giving period like with that right there like and I'm sorry to take over for just a second but like the we talk about community over competition Victor did not have to do that 
He could have just kept, not so not at he could have just kept going on about his merry way and been fine. But he said, "You know what? This guy needs my help." He could have been like, "Sucks to be you," and just kept trucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I got a tip for you. Don't drop your laptop, dummy. <laughs> but no, that's pretty awesome. He's always been giving, and he since he found this podcast, he's been helping out in every way possible. He's also the gentleman that set me up with my uh, my upgrades. So if you haven't checked out his page, you need to go follow him, like his stuff. The guy's a great guy. Honestly, people like that keeps us going. He's a, he's a super smart dude, too. I talked to him on the phone, and he knows his stuff. He's uh, he's I think he's IT. He is. And he's very, very smart. Anyway, that happened. I got my computer. I got that set up. I uh, had to, like reacquire internet and stuff like that for like, you know, reset everything up. It took me about a a day or two to get that running. And, um, I've, you know, I've just been jacking up a lot of things lately, wasting material and it's not very fun. One of them things like not only last week was I doing the same thing before I had issues, but I'm still doing it. Uh, hopefully things turn around, man. I'm, I'm exhausted. I got, so it doesn't help that I had to, I had a procedure done earlier on. Last week, and then I I got a, a COVID shot, so I, my body's just been going through like weird. I don't know, it's been weird. I've been tired, so getting out in the shops harder to do, especially when you're exhausted. And and it's not just a normal exhausted. It's like oh man, like I not a natural exhaustion, but it'll like get a, almost like a sick, sickly, yeah. yeah. So uh, for those of you who've had the COVID shots. Oh my goodness. I don't know if it affected you like it affected me, but cold chills and sh- just shiv- shivering. It was like I had COVID for a day. I can't believe it. And I had COVID before. I don't know if you guys had COVID or not. I remember when you had COVID. I got a was a, a message. Hey, I need some cherry. Can you give me some cherry? I'm like, why can't you get the cherry? This is when he was in here, uh, Jersey. Yeah, I was in New Jersey. And he's like, I can't breathe and I can't go anywhere. I have COVID. So I got him like a 14-foot-long board of cherry. I had to cut it in half to fit into my uh, SUV and uh, delivered it to his garage so he can continue making stuff. That's a real friend right there. Yeah. I So to be honest with you, I probably if I could go back and do that again, I wouldn't do it because I don't think I went into the garage after you delivered that until I felt better. I don't know why you were even bothering because you look like I saw you and you look like you almost died. Well, so the the problem was that I felt okay enough to work in the in the shop for like the day I called you and asked for you to get that cherry. But things went downhill pretty fast after that. So I was like well, I had him go get this stuff for me for like no reason at all. I could have waited till I was, you know, healthy again, but whatever. It wasn't a problem, man. It got me into Diamond Lumber and got me uh, shopping there. So it was actually Are you still going helpful. there? Yeah. If you know anywhere better, let me know. Well, Diamond is forever. I don't know if you've ever been up to the, uh, was it Wrightstown area or what is it? Yeah, Wrightstown area. Check out Diamond Lumber. This place has not changed since 64. <laughs> oh, he's not kidding. They have a McDonald's burger press sitting back in their warehouse. What? 
Yeah, they have some random, like, when I first got there, the first thing I like doing is kind of like wandering around, trying to figure out where things are. You you have to there regardless, because it's just random places. Yo, but, uh, so their inventory, how do you keep, like, they were selling paint cans of, like, varnish and stuff like that. It was, like, 20 years old, but it was only, like, they were selling it for, like, 85 cents a can. But still, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, still good. Extreme discount. Original price, but it was it was legitimately like they were like I got one home and it was all rusted and nasty inside. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting place to go. Uh, every time I go there, kind of don't know what I'm going to get charged. Last time I went, right? I got a um, it was a one by ten by eleven cherry board, and I paid like one hundred eight dollars for it. But I've gone there before and had to pay like 150 or 160 dollars for something similar, so it's just kind of like whoever cashes you out. Yeah, so I I like they're they're definitely worth my favorites when I was there to like oh make sure you you stand in line here so you get this person. But yep, the math. So they don't use computers to do their math. Well, the only computer they use is a is a calculator. It's a, it's a pencil pencil business. An abacus. Yeah, just a little. They might as well. Because Dude. like it's it's seriously like this big. It's the old one where as you're typing, it like it has a, a receipt thing, so you can see it. It's not a digital screen. Yes, yes. Dude, <clears throat> it's it's the place is awesome though. Like if it was abandoned and we had free reign over that place, like there's oh, yeah. where warehouses, like different barns, all the way back throughout their property with wood in them. That's just lumber galore. If so. you can find it, there's some beautiful pieces in there for sure. But you got to find it and make sure you get charged appropriately. Yeah. that's. A- but anyway, we had some questions. I'm about done with my shop anyway. You know, nobody wants to hear what me like just messing up material. So what's going on with the questions? Who We had a voice question, right, from Mr. Kumo. We did. He voicemailed in. Howdy do, boys. Noel here from Kumo's Workshop. So I just saw your story asking for questions. And boy, do I have a question for y'all. So, I was cutting out the going away gift that I'm making. It's supposed to be shaped like a dumbbell. But it's going to have a write-up plate on it. I'm going to have like a little paragraph. They're talking about him and all that. And so it has to be big. Problem is, when I was going to cut the angles on my miter saw, I wasn't taking into account the depth of the cut that I was going to be able to get with a miter saw. So I had to finish the cuts, either flipping it around on the cuts that weren't as important, but then on the ones that I had to make absolutely sure that they were square, I had to pull out the little, the good old hacksaw and saw away until I went all the way through and then clean it up with chisel and sanding. Has this happened to you guys? How have you gotten around that? Well, keep up the great job. Keep up the awesome podcast. I laugh every single time I listen to you guys. So keep making sawdust. That's right. He's also a Marine. <clears throat> Raw. He's Army. No, he's not Army. He's a Marine. Isn't we, he? did, we did this before. I, I thought I, I, he's Army. He, Kumo's a Marine. He's going to murder you, Nick. Why? Oh my god! Because I called him Marine last time, and you corrected me to Army, and we asked him. No, he's a Marine. Anyway, he's a Marine. 
Korean um, eaters. If you know, you know. Is he watching this? Is he watching this? Oh no! You, at, just, no, he's not. But I'm asking him right now. Telling you, he's a marine, bro. So he's talking about okay. So when you make a cut, so like miter box, like for example, like I only have so far to cut, but then you got to flip it and cut to finish the cut. Is that what he's saying? Mm-hmm. He yeah. said, "Is it worth it? Let me work it. Turn, put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it." Oh, okay, yeah, that's exactly what we're gonna pop do. it. <laughs> um, so I've done the same thing. Uh, realistically speaking, this is why I overcut my or overmake my stock like initially. So anytime I'm doing anything um, with specific dimensions, I always add like a half inch to it because I know for a fact at some point in time, something like this is going to happen. So if I do need to flip it and cut it, I hope it's smooth. If it's not, then I just recut it again and hope I don't waste all my material. But the other way I've done it is on the table saw with a, with the push, uh, with either with the sled or uh, the gate miter gauge from Inkra. What if it's too big? Like too big, like how? For the table saw. Then probably track saw, I would think. Booyah, that's what I was looking for. You're correct, ding, ding, ding. What do I win, a 69? You, yeah, yeah. You you win a free copy of episode 69, the box, the Sawdust Nation box set. <laughs> All access. <laughs> All access. VIP access. What about you there, Josh? Would you use a track saw or what would you use? Um, So I actually ran into this not too long ago. So uh, y'all know I have some big walnut slabs that I use for those mallets. <laughs> I bet that's what you were. I'm glad that's the way you went with that sentence. Anyway, um, so I, I usually have to cut that down. Yeah, <laughs> dong. This is for you, the Patreons. You get to see all the nonsense. But uh, long story, <coughs> breathing hard. Um, long story short, one, Josh, I would use the track saw, but it was so thick I couldn't get. Even when I flipped it, I couldn't get all the way through. So I did have to use. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes you need a little extra help, and you have to go get a you know pull saw, and you just you go at it until uh, you get all the way through. But uh, long story short, that's how I usually go at it, and uh, I get the job done. That's 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 all that matters, right? So I'm all about that. By the way, track saw, track saw, track saw, because. Your miter saw is not always going to be the best way to get the nice and even cut. And if you're you're limited on space and you need to meet dimensions for whatever project reasons, uh, you just chipping away at it till it turns out smooth might not be the best idea, right? You know, flipping it over and flipping it over and flipping it over just back and forth till you get it even. Uh, table saw is a good idea if you can fit it, bef- uh, fit the item ahead of the blade, you know, with, with, with the fence or the push, uh, what do you call it? Miter gauge or your, your sled. Um, otherwise I'm just like, I'm just going with tracks. All, you know, another good way to do it would be also, if you have the opportunity to use a, uh, radial arm saw, those you might be able to, to get as well. It depends what size it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, size I, matters. I, it does matter here. It does. You need to get that deep cut. You need a bigger size. But, uh, but you know, sometimes hand tools will get you where you need to go. I've used hand tools because, you know, sometimes you just can't find a blade big enough to cut it. So we're still waiting on Kumo. I told Marine. you. I told you he's a Marine. He's a Marine. Why do I always think he's in the Army? He's too smart. That's why. <laughs> Rah. All right. <coughs> you all right there? You going to? 
Are you gonna pass out on us? He's over here talking crap, yeah, you and then he like just like about dies on the podcast. Well, let me go ahead and read our next question um, from AJ from Crafted and NJ. Now, for those of you that don't know, AJ used to be on Sawdust Nation podcast, so he should he should know the answer to this, obviously, since he's <laughs> since he was We're one of experts. us, right? We're all experts and everything. We're all we do. experts, right? Totally. Yeah, right. So anyway, he says. Uh, so my question is: I have to do a five foot flag and a six foot flag, and I want to make sure that it's not going to warp when they hang it on the wall. I've seen people do stabilization in a table with some chan- C channel, and then I just recently saw somebody do AV groove. And then put pretty much an L-shaped piece of aluminum or steel and screw that down. So it's not your traditional C-channel. What would you think would be the best solution to compensate and make it so it doesn't have as good a chance of warping and counteract it if that's actually the word I wanted to counteract the word? He, you know, so I think this was a voice to text message because it was just all run on sentence. But, uh, yeah, it was. He sent me another voicemail basically saying that, you know, here's the actual question. But long story short, he wants to know the best way to counteract any kind of warping when making such a large flag. You don't necessarily need steel C channel, you can inlay cross grain wood into the project. Like a spline in the back, you can run splines down the back, and that's essentially what the the steel is. The steel is less flexible than wood and doesn't have as good a chance of moving. But if you can't afford steel or you don't have access to it, I would just like obviously route out or dado uh, grooves across the back of that flag, and then replace it with whatever uh, whatever wood um, that I have to use for the spline essentially something something stable and something strong yeah all right next question anyway. N- no what would you guys do i think any one of those options will work it all depends on how you want the piece i mean if you're, you're going to include the steel into the price you're not going to just pay out of pocket um if it's something you haven't done before and you're interested in using the uh the steel go ahead price it out like that use it see how it works you know what i'm saying um these five and six foot flags are going to be fairly large. You know what I'm saying? They're add a little bit of weight to them and uh, it might give the customer a, you know, more reassurance that the flag ain't going to go anywhere. And, but I mean, you can use wood just like Nick said. Um, I don't have any other way you could do it either steel or wood. They'll all work. Um, I would be interested to see the V that you're referring to. Um, I haven't seen that done, but I, assumingly should work like anything else. I mean, like it's just holding the wood straight essentially. So it doesn't move, but not really much to add to that. What were you? So I I just want to also mention that if you, if you lock that wood into place right from the rear and it's not going to, it's not going to move with steel at all, which could potentially, that's right. It could potentially cause uh, splits in your glue lines because of the movement of the wood. This is extreme scenario though, right? Yeah, I'm assuming these are indoor flags well, yeah, too. Okay. Regardless, he protects them pretty good. But I don't know. I, I think no matter what he does, he'll be fine. It's not like it's going to be a table. 
Or it's I mean, used, you know, even if it does it. warp, it's a wavy flag. Who cares? <laughs> it's waving. I think these oh. are straight. I don't know. Did you say wavy? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't catch that, but if it's wavy, they'll never they'll know. They'll never know. Anyway, Nap, what do you got? Uh, honestly, so I do this for everything when it comes to um, larger pieces and grain and bowing and warping and all that. I just alternate my grain. Or it, oh, say, he does I'm sure that. he alternates his grain. Um, but if you're, especially yeah. with the way he makes his flags, from what I can see, if he's alternating his grain every other board, he it shouldn't really bow warp or cup at all, uh, just because it's such a it's such small sections. When you alternate small sections like that, you don't get a lot of warping, at least in my experience. You got to look at this like almost like a table, because it's going to be six feet long. It's going to be you know proportionally wide. It's going to be almost like he's building a tabletop. Sure. So like a, a so like a small flag where each stripe is, you know, an inch. Yeah, you're not gonna have to really worry about warping. But with I've alternated grain with tabletops before and still got a little bit of warp. Well, I guess there goes my theory. No, I'm I just want to make sure like uh I've had experience with this in the past. Like uh the last table I did. It went from here to a very warm climate in two days. The board on the very end warped a little bit because of the climate change. It changed to like 20 to 30 degree <coughs> degrees in the short matter. Yeah, but, what, in but, but where is this piece well. going? Is it staying in New Jersey? So, well, I, yeah, I, I, don't, a, I don't know. If AJ's sending it, it to probably, another climate, yeah, you're going to want to steal reinforce that because wood moves. It's alive no matter what you do with it. It's always going to move depending on the climate. If you go to super dry, it's going to shrink and crack. And if you go to super humid, it's going to swell and warp and whatever. I swell and warp all the time. Yes, you do. Episode 69. Anyway. But but <laughs> in his case, if he is keeping it New Jersey, he should go. He should be just fine with going ahead and just alternating grain because it's already stabilized to that climate. But if he's shipping it out somewhere, yeah, he's going to want to put some, some reinforcement behind it. Um, his structure. Plus all that Halcyon he's going to put on top of it, he'll be all right. <laughs> it's going to be like, if he tabletop epoxies it, it'd be bo- it'd be beautiful. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. doubt. Actually, I think I'll ask him to see what he's going to do for a finish. I'm interested to know. But we do have another Yeah, you book. want me to read it? You good? Yeah, go ahead and read it, because I can't find it. Nap, you don't? Okay, cool. So, this message is from Joey Steelblade. From Joey Steelblade Woodworks. All right, he said, what's up, guys? What is your go-to brand of CNC bits, but what is good for plastics? Or, oh, what what bit is good? See, like, yeah, there's a lot of uh, typographical errors in my in the, whatever. Love you, Joey. All right. Okay, so, uh, Nap, you want to go with your, talk about your bits? Yeah, so if I'm not mistaken with plastics, or, okay, first of all, my favorites, uh, I really don't have a particular favorite because i haven't really gotten to explore a vast amount of bits for different applications i use a lot of two fluted spiral up cut and down cuts um i do like spectra bits quite a bit because they do last a very long time uh but lately i've been using uh my white side uh up cut down cut combo I know that that's normally supposed to be for like plywood and those things because, you know, plywood with a down cut or a compression bit is what it's called. Um, it actually doesn't leave, it doesn't chip or destroy the thin veneer on the, the surface when you use a uh, compression bit. So 
I, I do like using those for plywoods, but I don't work with a lot of plywood. So I use a lot of um, down cut spiral bits to keep the surface uh, clean as far as my cuts are concerned. Uh, but when it comes to plastics, you're going to want to use, and if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a zero fluted bit because it sounds ridiculous. Maybe single flute. I, I can't remember what is what exactly what it's called, but it's essentially you'll notice when you look at the actual bit, it's got like a small point. It's like it's just one singular point with an upcut spiral, and it it cuts very clean for your acrylics. And I'm about to look this up to make sure I don't sound I, stupid. I'm pulling the information up right now. I've got it on my. I, I just bought one because I have I have an acrylic bit. I just don't remember. I haven't used it very much because now I have a laser. So. I just bought one uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's the Amana Spectra. Well, that's not the right one. I bought one for carbon fiber. Um, it is. I also bought bought an acrylic bit. So it is a zero flute. So it's a spiral zero flute plastic cutting uh, bit. I, I've used it a few times and very clean cuts. But I ain't gonna lie, Joey. If you got a laser bud, I'd use that. It's just, it's a lot. One, it's a lot faster. Two, a lot less mess. And three, even though the waste isn't a whole lot, even when carving it, it's still less waste when you're using a laser. You can get more out of it. You've never seen Joey's dust collector, have you? I have not. I might need to go take a look at it. Is it uh, enormous? It, it's enormous. It's it's massive. Oh, massive. Okay. But yeah, that's what I got on that. How about you there, Josh? I have zero experience cutting any kind of plastic. I haven't done it on my laser. I haven't done it on the CNC. Um, I just uh, haven't gone down that road yet. Um, So I'm learning as we talk about it. Um, But if we're talking about brands, I usually shop through tools today. And I go either the white side for some bits and other bits. You know, I use the Amanda tools for the majority of the stuff I get. Um, You know, so far they've worked out for me. I have bought cheaper bits in the beginning. Broke enough of them to realize that... uh, they're not worth buying and to buy an expensive bit that's going to last me multiple cuts and go through multiple jobs, get better finish. And uh, this actually brings up a quick story. I was on Instagram looking around and someone was using one of the Venables bits and 60 degree ones that you could buy from them. And I bought one of those in the beginning as well. The Monotools V bit versus that bit. If you did a car side to side with them, it's night and day difference, especially if you use that uh, Inventables bit more than once. Um, it's just, you're going to spend more, but it's going to last five times as longer, nicer cuts, totally worth it. I have to say, my go-to bits is the Amana Spectra lineup. That's for my CNC. For my router, I will use uh, Whiteside or really whatever I whatever's good enough. Uh, I think... Uh, Freud has some good bits for the router as well, but just for CNC, for CNC, I'm sticking with a Mana Spectra as my as my my baseline. Um, and like Josh said, you're gonna get you're gonna pay buy once, but you're gonna cry once. Um, you're gonna get plenty of jobs out of that Spectra blue coating on top. Protects that bit from heat, and heat's what's gonna dull your bits. And next thing you know, you're replacing a bit, and I'm still running mine. You know what I mean? So. Um, just look into them. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're worth it. Now, if you're trying to cut plastic, we talked about that bit from Amana with Nap. It's a good bit. However, not everybody has CNC capability. 
So if you're trying to cut plastic, like uh, like you want to cut out a, a fun-shaped window for a shadow box that you're making, you can always use a bandsaw. A bandsaw will always will sixty percent of the time it works every time. No, you just draw out the shape on the on the actual plastic on t- that's uh, protecting that that uh, sheet of plexi or the sheet of pl- plastic, and then you just cut it out and you're good to go. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. Um, the only white side I really use on, uh, I'll say the CNC is my uh, round nose bit that I use for carving out trays and stuff like that. Anywho, woodworking is fun. What are you drinking there, Nap? I'm being a bougie girl today, and I'm drinking my red wine. Ooh, well, I see the I, I see the pinky out. There we go. When are you gonna up your Etsy shop? There, uh, Nap- not this weekend. Hell no. Uh, so actually, what's going on right now with that? I do have a little bit on, on that particular subject. So I was talking to um, another maker about it. So things are starting to finally kind of slow down a little bit. I, I'm finishing up. Uh, like I do have some makeup jobs that I didn't mention during like what's going on in my shop. Cause I'm not currently working those until the paid jobs that I have are out the door. Those other jobs are paid jobs, but they haven't one been paid for yet. And two, they were, Hey, get these done when you can. So those are kind of like not, they're not by the wayside, but they're they're second in line, if you will. But as far as the Etsy is concerned, so I am shutting down in December. I did put something out on my page. Uh, I said, "Hey, listen, December, I'm taking zero orders because I would like to spend the holidays and that month with my family, my friends, uh, and those things." But come January, February, March, before I shut down for good here in Texas, I'm going to possibly entertain putting up an Etsy shop, I'm going to select a few of the items that I know I can repeat um, often and, and at a fairly you know fast rate, like with at least, I think I would say a max a week of lead time. And I'm going to start advertising on Etsy for that. But that's still in the works, considering that there's some things I know I can make that I don't have made. Like there's some things that I want to put out, but I haven't made them mm. yet. Uh, so it's kind of like I'll have to do proven concept type thing. So maybe in the month of December while I'm taking my break and uh, enjoying family and friends and those things on my off time from that, I'll make some random things to put up possibly on Etsy. But I mean, I am moving in May 2022. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. Like that, that kind of scares me a little bit because, you know, we've been pretty successful since I've been here in San Antonio. Uh, I really wish I didn't have to leave San Antonio because my clientele base is here. I don't have a whole lot outside of San Antonio. I mean, I have my my odds and ends in like San Angelo, you know, Seymour Johnson. I've had a couple in Arizona. But I mean, I'm going to have to restart all of my stuff over again unless I start an Etsy page. Well, I mean, look at how Nick turned out. I mean, like he his some of his business did follow him. You can always ship, you know. What and I'm I saying? can, yeah. And I'm and I'm not worried about that. But my thing is, is here's the deal: MTIs or military training instructors shift out every three years. Eventually, once I'm gone from here, the people that know me, they're gonna obviously shuffle my name around, right? But eventually, that'll get lost because I am a. Sh- I'll have to ship it. I can't just deliver it now. If I go to say Albany, Texas. You know, I might be able to deliver on weekends, but that's a four-hour road trip, you know, and I'm not trying to do that unless it's like a shadow box or, you know, a bigger piece, you know, something that's worth my while. If you throw it at Etsy, man, I mean, like, and you have them order through Etsy, I, I think you'd be better than you think. I mean, like, Nick survived it. He did fairly well. He had orders, like, the week he I'm got skeptical. there. I'm skeptical. He's got – so here's the thing about Nick, and, and this is 
this is props to Nick. Nick's got a lot of things that he can repeat really fast. I do not. A lot of my stuff is like you need, I need like a few days to do it, like a week to do some of my stuff, but also it's bigger things. So shipping some of the things that I make are next to impossible without breaking them. Like my hat cases, they go with glass. I will not do it with acrylic or plexi because it's not going to be the same. It won't be the same uh, rigidity as glass. And I, and I just won't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of the things that I do aren't really shippable, if you will. Now, shadow boxes, okay, I could do that. All right, so I got two options for you. You develop a uh, MTI hat case where you insert the glass after it arrives. So the glass is shipped, not separate, but like stacked with foam and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, when they get it, Why they put in? the glass in it, and that's that's what it is. All right, so that's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is just send me all your files and I'll take care of it. Yeah, so that there is that too. So and, and Nick jokes, but here's the thing. So Nick's Nick is in a very I would say prestige not predicament but maybe position. Um because he's in a place where he can corner a market that some makers are trying to but they can't hack it. Uh and, and that's just the reality of it because it is a very high paced and well quality is sometimes hard to come by. And when you're trying to turn things out too fast, quality for some folks does fall by the wayside. It happens. Okay. Uh, but the one thing I know mm-hmm. about Nick and I've been preaching to all of my customers about, and this is, it sucks in a way because I, I'm not going to lose business, but most will go to Nick because Nick has, he's there. He'll be here when I'm gone. So it'd be easier for them to get a hold of and, you know, get stuff. Then come see me that, you know, like if you have the option to do business with somebody that puts out roughly the same quality as you know your go-to and that go-to moves away would you would you just go to that other person because you know you're going to get about the same same darn thing or would you would you stick with with whoever and if i'm being honest being the one that's leaving i would go with you because you're there it's convenient i that's what i'm saying it's convenient they they can show up at my house and pick things up or i can they can just show up on base and pick it up when it's done there's no shipping fee there's no, you know what i mean not that that the fees really matter because they're not the ones paying for it out of pocket right. most of the time but and, and that's completely fine though honestly so i've already come to terms with that like i know what's gonna happen nick's not seeking my business you know like mm-hmm. that's not the that's not what he's doing what it is, is is i'm saying hey man i'm leaving i know the reality of it let me just give you my stuff so you can continue on and be successful and then i'll just ask him for stuff later that i can be successful for example, when I leave, I may or may not ask Nick's permission to make tabs. I haven't made a single tab. And the reason why, that's his market right now because we're working in close proximity. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I don't I don't flow into his zone unless he asks for, for help. Like as if he needs augmentation, I'll come in and help. And he doesn't flow into my zone, which is more security forces based, mm-hmm. like cop stuff. So... Um, I think I have made like one thing for an MT, MTI without asking him, but that was for somebody who moved away. Yeah, and it makes sense. The same thing happened when you were here. I mean, we I would t- when I got my CNC, first thing I was I did was like, I want to make flags, man. But I don't <laughs> no, no, flags. So flags I are mean, different, like, though, right? Flags are. I was getting I was getting yeah. into it, and you got to realize from like you helped me set up my CNC, you helped you know get me started learning the program, and then I'm like, I don't want to set the same project. You were leaving, which helped. 
but I mean, like it, it's, it's common courtesy. Um, you know, this community is great about helping each other out, but it's also something to be said about stepping on toes. Um, the American woodworker down the street from me, he had a product, he had a product and someone literally sent me screenshots of his page and product and was like, we want this. Can you do it? I'm like, yeah, I can do it, but it's not my product. I reached out to him and said, Hey, someone literally sent me this. Is it okay if I recreate this? He goes, I don't care, man, do what you want. So I recreate it. And that's a product that I have actually gave out quite a few times. Mine was different from his. Uh, you know, I made sure that it wasn't, my dimensions are a little bit different. The way I do it's a little different. I'm a different maker, but, um, it is very important that you watch how you do things because if you just step on everyone's toes around you, the community can slowly become against you. We're watching each other's backs here. That's what it comes down. So to. I noticed uh, um, so there's there's a couple things that don't really don't really transfer, right? Like the American flag, everybody knows. Everybody makes American flags, cutting boards. Everybody makes cutting boards, coasters, whatever, right? Uh, there's just a handful of like signature items, like maybe somebody developed the file by themselves, or they they mm-hmm. they might have paid somebody a lot of money to make that file for them, and that's their their signature piece or whatever. But at the end of the day, I had uh, I have an individual who who started making tabs at uh, back in oh Fort Fort Dix, but but they're not the same though. They're not the same, so. You're going to look at them and you're going to see huge differences. So I can't really complain, you know? I mean, you're still getting the business though, right? Yeah, I still I still get the business. And a lot of my business is from Etsy too. So That's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get a, uh, not away from commissions, but I'm trying to get my Etsy store up so I can have constant orders or easy turnarounds and easy flow through that and then do the commissions I really want to do versus, you know, taking on six commissions being in the garage every single day, you know, all night long, you know, knocking out stuff like that box I did in, you know, like a day, a day and a half. And, you know, it just, so I can kind of like stock up. Cause if I want to do flags, I can, I can stock up and cut those to size, get those ready. You know what I'm saying? If uh, the mallets, I have them basically cut out, ready to go. I just need to finish them. So it's all about I'm how you, you set what, yourself up. I like I was talking to John Davis. So that's the other maker I've been working with. He's a military training instructor. I got, that's the guy I helped go pick up his, uh, his CNC up over in, near Houston area. And I was talking, I was like, you know, man, and actually he brought this up. He's like, dude, you're making 10 plaques and you're making X amount of dollars on those plaques. Now imagine if that's all you made yep. through Etsy or if that's all you made, period. You would be solid. I was like, you know what, dude? Let me tell you something. When I leave San Antonio, I'm only going to try to do signage and plaques. I'll do shadow boxes. Now that I've got my first one under my belt, I understand the concept and how to make them. If they're awkwardly shaped, it's obviously going to take me a little longer. I've made a trunk. I'll do those. But obviously, price is going to reflect. Um, like those memory boxes yeah. that Nick makes that I may or may not eventually start copy, not copycatting, but start mirroring a little bit. We, me and Nick have been literally taking ideas from each other. Like if you look at, and Nick, I'm not calling you out, but if you look at Nick's first memory box, right? He made his tray rail all the way around. 
Nick and I talked. I said, hey, man, try doing this because this is what I did for the chest. No stuff. Next box. He did that. And Nick, how'd it turn out with the posts in the corner? How much easier was that? But still effective, right? Good, yeah. It works great. But I mean, think about it. We're feeding off of each other. We're literally refining each other's products for mm-hmm. each other. So we could both put out the same nice stuff. It's just a matter of who gets clicked on first, essentially, at that point. There's an understanding there. You guys are working together. It, there's people out there stealing ideas left and right. And they're just, you know, what they're going through is they see a product and they're trying to copycat them. I've had people ask me about the dimensions of my two-foot hammer. Oh, that are, your two-foot you know, hammer, huh? Um, and you know what? It's not a huge secret. You can honestly take a look at it and see how it's built. But I mean, like. I'm sorry. <laughs> episode 69, boys. Anyway, um, long story short, I'm not going to give you the exact dimensions no. of what I'm doing. I mean, like, you could figure it out yourself. It's not that difficult to. Um, and that's a that's a market here I've cornered, you know, just out of luck. Um, what it comes down to is is know your community, be respectful, you know, pay forward. You know, in the instance where you find another maker you can work with, great. But if you're going to recreate something they're doing and they're two doors down, ask. It's common courtesy. Just just, just ask. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Be a gentleman. the story on that. And Nick, I know you probably want to jump in and talk. I had a guy remake one of my MTI boards. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was pretty hot because the guy took my idea and completely, he didn't butcher it, but he did it on a plywood and pine. First and foremost. So... You're supposed to take ideas and make them better. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I don't like crap on any maker, but don't take my idea and then make it terrible. First of all, ask me. And hey, guess what? I might actually help you make sure it looks nice. Because the guy, it, it served the purpose. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's some things that my man needs to learn. And I would have easily taught him had he asked me instead of somebody ripping my idea and making their own thing and that's that that seems it's probably a new maker mm-hmm. a new I, I would assu- i would assume so like I'm pine okay pine and plywood is new maker stuff was he selling it yeah he sold it to the squadron oh man yeah there was i talked about this on the podcast not too long ago but we had a on the same area as me he got a cnc needed help he called me up asked for help it was also the same guy that wanted a design that i handcrafted myself and was using and I said, no, I'm not going to sell the design to you because that's my corner. And like I helped him on a CNC twice. He gave me one of his jobs because he couldn't do it in time because he messed up his CNC because he was trying to carve too deep and too fast. He broke some belts and a bit. And uh, he was using plywood for a flag and trying to get extreme detail out of a 60 degree bit in a very small area. All things I would have no problem sat there and coached him through, but he was kind of trying to corner my market with the people that, you know, I normally do business with because he was part of that same squadron. Not a bad guy. I don't blame him for it because he's a new maker. He's still learning, you know, ins and outs of like, we're working around you and like, you know, his machine and just in general. Long story short there, I ended up having to do multiple jobs from him. I've had to help him fix his machine multiple times, kind of guide him to better bits. A lot of it could have been avoided with a simple, hey, man, I'm making my first flag for retirement. Damn, for retirement at that. I don't know if I ever sent you photos, 
but right after me, this, I'll have you send some. me some disc picks and some of those picks. Retirement gifts, unless you're just like giving them to the person, if they pay for them, they got to be hot. You know what I mean? That's like that's like the defining moment of their career, like the end the end game. They're gonna look at that and look back on that uh, on the rest of their career, like the rest of their life. That's gonna hang on the wall. And that's going to remind them of the 20 years or plus years that they spent. So it better look outstanding. Um, as far as far as as far as I've, I remember when Josh got his hammer uh, uh, design <laughs> knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> he was so hot. He's so mad. Yeah. Oh, man. I was. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, new guys don't know the difference right now. They're like, they get like all wide eyed. They get all super like excited because you make cool stuff and they want to make the same thing. And you know, they just, they just don't stop to think like, wait a minute. So here, here's the big deal. Like if you want to make something that I make, cool. If you do an excellent job at it, cool. But you start selling it to people that I sell it to on a normal basis. That's what and, I'm and, and that's why anytime things come up, if I can punt it to Nick, I punt it to Nick. But then there's times where I'm like, hey man, let me get some. Let me let me do this, and he'd be like, "Yeah, that's fine, dude. Whatever, you know." But that's a mutual respect we have, and I intend, I, and I intend to have the same mutual respect even after I leave. He's already stolen your designs. That's why your computer yeah, crashed. I yeah, I oh man! But honestly, guys, listen, I'm cool with new makers. In a way, I almost find it as a compliment when a new maker tries to rip the idea. But honestly, man, if you're gonna rip it, do a better job than me. But two, if you don't know how to do yes. it. Just ask. I'm not going to tell. Listen, I'm the last person to tell you no. There's so many times I could have told people no. Like today, I instead of working on my projects, which I'm going to do after the podcast tonight and probably until about midnight, I told the student, say, hey, man, do you want to get your dust collector today? He's like, yeah, man, if you could help me out because I don't have a truck. I have a, a small car. I was like, yeah, dude, I'll help you out real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll help anybody that needs help. And I don't give a crap for the PG version, right? Uh, but I'll help anybody out if they need it. But don't always don't don't withdraw so much and not give anything back. Yes, and, and, and honestly, it doesn't have to be equal either. It could be just as simple as, and this is so simple. Hey, man, I know you got a long night. You want an energy drink? I'm headed over. Yeah, dude. Seriously, that right there, you just saved my my, my night. You know those little things that makers and people in general don't realize. Those little things make such a big difference. That's about it. I know we're getting pretty close. We're kind of over, boys. Y'all want to start wrapping this thing up, though? We kind of got off on a tangent there. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, we never, 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 never that, rabbit holes. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 69 has been brought to you by... Oh, boy. PwnCNC. Check them out at PwnCNC.com for all the aftermarket CNC products, such as dust boots, toe clamps, you name it. Uh, PwnCNC.com, use Sawdust Nation as a promo code for 10% off. And Total Boat, the TB. All right, check them out at TotalBoat.com for that wonderful varnish, Halcyon, that glorious epoxy that they have. You can fill your cracks with. Anyway, check them out at TotalBoat.com. Hit them up on Big IG at TotalBoat. And uh, for 10% off, shoot us a DM and we will get you that promo code. Also, JTEC Photonics, thanks again for your continued support. Check them out for that dial laser experience. Check them out at jtechphotonics.com. And, uh, yeah. 
patrons, you guys are the champions. You're the ones. We love you all. Thank you so much for donating every month and helping us out on this podcast. And that being said, I'm going to kick it on over to Josh. Nice kick. I like it. If you ever want to become a Patreon, you can always hit up one of our link trees in our bios on our Instagram accounts. And you can go ahead and through there and sign up. Becoming a Patreon, you get three different tiers and you get more benefits as you go. Even at the lowest level, you're going to get a nice little sticker and uh, get mentioned here on the podcast for becoming a Patreon. At the top tier, though, you get two entries in all of our giveaways. Two. And that could definitely win you some nice stuff. You also get a sticker, the mention, and you get the raw and uncut versions of all the material we record. So you're going to see the video. You can see the raw and uncut audio. And basically everything that I get to edit out, you right. get to hear. Episode like that. 69. You hear that, but, uh, yeah, anyways, if you want to hear all the inside jokes, go ahead and sign up for Patreon and uh, you'll get to hear those. And again, those are our links on our uh, Instagram accounts. And they are Nick from MPG Creations on Instagram, Nap from Naps Naughty Works LLC on Instagram, and myself, Josh from North Country Woodworking on Instagram. And that fourth account, Sawdust Nation Podcast on Instagram, it's in there as well. If you'd like to send us an email, go ahead and do so at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us a you know topic idea, any kind of questions, any kind of voicemail, or um, you know any pictures of your current or project. your disc pics. Or as he says, um, go ahead and uh, make sure you keep it clean, though, because uh, we don't want to get Nick too worked up. Episode 69. And kicking it over to Nap with that serious yeah, face. Yeah, so I do have a serious face, but I'm going to go ahead and hit up this Apple podcast first. Because if you do listen to Apple podcast and you happen to catch our uh, Sawdust Nation episode 69 on there, I want you to... 69. I want you to go ahead and give us five stars, because I'll tell you what, we had some good content today, especially talking about getting into those... Uh, People like to rip off the makers and not ask or have some courtesy or just ask for help or make it better. Uh, but hey, if you don't like this episode and you give us four or, or five, four or less stars, uh, give us some feedback. Hit us up in that Gmail. Hit us up on the IG. Hit us up wherever you need to so we can get you the content that you need. But I do have something to add real quick. Uh, Nick mentioned this, um, I want to say two episodes ago, about the uh, at the Maker Community Project giveaway. Real quick, just because you know, I want everyone to have an opportunity uh, to go ahead and enter in this. But if you go to Veteran Woodco or at Veteran Woodco or at the Maker Project, uh, you will find out the directions of how to sign up for the Stepcraft CNC giveaway first and foremost. But if you don't know, and just to give you all a quick uh, excerpt here, is the mission of the Maker Project is to equip and ignite the passion for injured or disabled makers in the U.S. Uh, with their craft. So there are plenty of makers out there that have disabilities and that's what they do. They do what they can to take care of those makers. They do giveaways. They help them out. And there's a 69 coin on Nick's screen. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, if you want a chance to go ahead and win that step craft, go ahead and take a visit uh, at Mike from Veteran Woodco's uh, Instagram page at Veteran Woodco, or you can go straight to the makers page at the maker at the maker community project. And uh, go ahead and follow those instructions, and you can be a part of that CNC giveaway. Uh, but that's what I got. Uh, Josh, I'm going to close this out. No? No? Nice okay. Track, you know. So I guess I'll give my final words because I'm still here. Um, so at the end of the day, I know we talk about taking care of each other. talk about community over competition and all of that. And it's very true. But, hey, there's still a business side of the house. If you're a new maker out there, 
and you're looking to do an idea and someone sends you a picture and heck, you might even know this person that makes these things, get in contact with them, ask them some questions because more than likely we're going to help you out uh, more than if you just go ahead and rip our thing and not make uh, an excellent product or an excellent project or whatever the case may be. Uh, it actually makes us more mad when you try to replicate us and don't do better than we do, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, help each other out. Stay classy. Nick, what you got? You're muted. Really wise words when you're muted. <laughs> Smartest thing <laughs> I've ever heard from him. All right. So I just got to let everybody know. Thank you for sticking around for so long. Sawdust Nation podcast been around 69 episodes. This is uh, hopefully two, three, four thousand episodes from now. We'll be, you know, still knocking it out. But that being said, uh, you guys are awesome. Take care of yourselves and each other. Thanks for enjoying episode 69. Your holes are goal. Take care. The PG version? <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. Okay. But uh, as always, thank you for joining us this episode. Thank you for turning us on in the kitchen, in the bedroom. Turn us on. Outside when you're doing chores, shoveling that snow, mowing the yard, in the garage even. You know, headphones in, whispering in your ear, you're making that sawdust. It going everywhere, you know. Sometimes you just got to go and listen to some good tunes and turn us on. But uh, with that, thank you for uh, listening to episode 69. Go make some sawdust. And with that, Sawdust Nation, out. You got to be very careful when you're 69ing and there's sawdust around. I'm just saying. (laughs) You do. You don't want to get a sliver.